0: Welcome back to the show. This one is a little bit different, you guys. This is me being interviewed on the Days of Noah podcast, which is hosted by Pete and Luke. They're brothers. They got a really great show going over there. And I want you guys to go give them some support. Link in the description of the show notes as to where you can find the Days of Noah podcast and leave them a five star rating and review. And... Yeah, keep it simple and quick and right to the point, right? So, did I ever tell you my life story? (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're about to hear that in a second. So, with all that being said, I hope you guys got a laugh out of that. But seriously, this is me being interviewed and it covers some chasms, some things that have been left out over the course of these last four years here on the podcast. So, if you'd like to know what happened, some of what happened throughout the course of my life, then stay tuned, because we're going to get right into it. And I'm ready. Are you guys ready?
1: Welcome to the Days of Noah podcast, where we talk all things biblical, supernatural, and strange. Today we have a special guest with us, Rodney Smith, the host and creator of the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. And we're privileged to have Rodney with us as he shares life's journey, his ups and downs, his testimony, and how God has been faithful through it all. Even allowing him to understand some of the more stranger, supernatural things that Rodney has been through, providing a biblical context for it. And it's really cool to get a chance to talk to rodney especially because the different ways that our shows in many ways uh, are tracking along the same lines and so it was a privilege to uh, get acquainted with rodney and uh, we look forward to working with him more in the future make sure to go and check out rodney's podcast once again it's called the millennial mustard seed and i'll make sure to have a link to it in the description give him some support and love on his show, and let's get started talking to Rodney.
2: Caught an overtime shift, so I'm uh, at the fire station. If we get a call, I'll let you guys have it, and I'll jump back in. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah so welcome uh, Rodney
1: Smith. So um, you the Creator and and sole host of uh, the mu- millennial uh, must sorry I butchered that the uh, creator <laughs> and sole host of the millennial mustard seed podcast and that's been going yeah. what about four
0: years? Yeah, we're on season four. I had a show before that called Not of This World that went for a little over a year. Okay, and that was. Uh, horrendous audio quality and uh was just kind of getting in front of a microphone and taking a step of faith
1: just doing something right are those episodes still out there
0: yeah the show's still out there i don't recommend i mean you know (laughs) for the real ones (laughs) yeah it's just you know a mini audio library just kind of talking about more just faith okay it's still out there though yeah
1: yeah good deal Listen, we talked a little last night about uh, a few things, kind of what we wanted to, to discuss. But, yeah, mo- for the most part, it's, you know, uh, about you, your testimony with Christ, your podcast, um, your, um, the issue that almost ended the podcast. And then I thought also if we have time, you know, just about kind of how our shows are really similar and kind of dovetail with one another I think I first found you, I don't know, 3 months ago, something like that. Uh when I was I think I was Dr. Laura Sanger, some just more episodes of her on different shows and and found that you had uh had interviewed her and I was a little jealous of course because we've <laughs> we've been trying to get Laura on but like we talked last night, uh we're planning to do that second half of this year so that'll be good. But yeah, Luke and I started uh last November Um, We were just fans of uh, blurry creatures and um, wanted to talk about similar things, not necessarily the creature aspect, but maybe more of how the Nephilim and the biblical stories ties into current world events and end times and all of that stuff. So, but yeah, I guess start kind of with whatever you want to start with, you know, with your testimony, whatever you want to talk about with your life, and then we'll kind of move from there to to the podcast side of things so
0: yeah that sounds great i, I want to do a real quick prayer yeah absolutely um, let's do that father i thank you for this opportunity i just ask for wisdom peace and a sound mind lord god that anything that i share of my testimony will be helpful to someone else out there and i thank you for these two men who are diving deeper into your word and just seeking the faith i ask that you would bless their show and grow it in season and we just give you all the praise thank you for the breath of life thank you for this new day in christ's name we pray
1: amen thanks rodney
0: well it's an interesting story and i've wrestled with how much to share just because i'm still processing a lot of it myself sure today's interesting because it's uh Shavayot, Shavuot. shavat I, I don't know if i'm saying that correctly okay but, and i'm not big on jewish holidays and i don't I don't have the mental capacity to try to understand like everything that's like going on. But I know when there's like tuggings, I try to just reflect and talk with God and say, where am I supposed to be? What are you trying to show me in these seasons, these time slots that we're in? And I think it's really interesting that the interview was scheduled for today. So a little bit of reflection and just testimony and making a declaration of God's goodness and seeing how he has brought us along. A lot of the times we like to think, oh, we're content creators, we're influencers, but God works in us and through us to cause his will to come about. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with, with Dr. Laura Sanger, just to address that real quick, she has been in my life for a few years now. Actually, it was 2020, I believe, when I first had contacted her and there was a series of things that had happened. In my personal life that we'll dive into a little bit here about how the show almost came to a screeching stop. The cameras off, the microphones off. It was just this communication of I'm going to speak life into you. I believe God has a calling on your life. And that was it was it, it was critical at that point in time, because I know that sometimes we can be in a desert season. We can still go to the church. We can be under the umbrella. We can have other people. But the word says how good is the right word in a specific season, mm-hmm. right? And that was that was uh yeah, it's kind kinda of one of the reasons I'm still here today. That's why whenever she wants to come on I lay the red carpet, I'm like, whatever God put on your heart, let's go. Let's dive into All it. Right. Because it's just anointed. It's always anointed. So
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think what what was some of the other questions you asked me in the in the warm up.
1: Kinda I mean, maybe with uh yeah, your background coming to, to mm. Christ, I guess, if you want to, mm. wh- however much you want to um, spread that out detail-wise is up to you. I think it's always cool to hear people's testimonies because we, we're familiar with our, ourselves, and we don't think it's all that unique or special. But when someone else tells it, or you tell it yeah. to someone else, it, it just, oh, wow, that's really cool how that God worked there. So
0: I didn't grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this with Chris Price a few episodes ago. I don't know when when this will air on my show or yours, but I talked a little bit about how my father was disowned from the church and just from his family because his mother had died when he was seven. So it was like a generational thing when it came to church. Like, you know, I was growing up. We weren't going to church. My dad kind of had like this step back and just watch them. They're really fake, they're not really there for you kind of mentality. And that was generational for the way that we grew up. So really my mother was the one who would take us on like Easter and Christmas and like candlelight services for Christmas Eve. So we were getting little snippets of the word, but I grew up very secular. I'm the youngest of three and uh, we grew up outside of Philadelphia. So diverse culture, a lot of things to get into, a lot of different influences. And so for me, I kind of was blowing in the wind really. But when I was seven years old, and I don't think I've ever shared this on air before, so this is one of the building <laughs> the building stories to why I am the way I am, I guess. I was seven years old, and at the time, my dad's sister was like the only person who was walking around with a Bible and really just believed in it and stood on it and you know, she's always talking with people about it. I remember she's on the telephone, it's the long curly cord, you oh, know, yes. stretched like ten feet across the room. And I'm sitting there playing with my Batman toy at like seven years old. She was talking over the phone with somebody about this god of just pure love, like undeniable, beyond what we can comprehend. Just you know, I forget exactly the verb that she was using, but in my my young seven-year-old mind, I'm sitting there playing with this Batman toy. And I had a, an experience that stayed with me my whole life. I was terrified to even talk about it for, for many years because what happened is I was saying to myself, if a God like that is real, I will serve him someday. But I had, I don't know if it was out of body or what happened, but I was up in the corner of the room looking down at my younger self playing with this Batman toy, and I just was flooded in light in this experience and that was that so covered up for years just because out of the fear to talk about it and not knowing what happened it was odd it was like all in one second but it just was strange as a seven-year-old you don't have the language to try to explain what's going on you're just like yo what <laughs> mm-hmm. okay like over imagination i don't know i mean there's things that as you grow up and get older you think like what was going on there but it was just this distinct, deep feeling that if this is true, I will serve a God like that. Yeah, I will serve Him. Mm-hmm. So many years later, about nineteen or twenty years old, I have an out-of-body experience. I got jumped by a handful of guys. You know, I grew up very secular, so we were partying, sure. drinking, and smoking, and I fell asleep on the third story of this this house in a spare room. And I was woken up and um, by a friend and some guys had crashed the party and they were just, it was, it was wild. So I come down and outside and I peek my head out of the door and look both ways. And I see like three guys standing there and I just say, yo, did you jump my friends? And they just came out of the woodwork and they tried to kill me. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, not just like a black eye; like they, they tried to kill me. I was swollen from the back of my ear to the front of my nose. Like I had my brain had swelled up and tapped the inside of my skull and I started sitting up out of my body. And that really freaked me out because at this point in time, you know, I got friends going into the military, into college. I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with my life. You know, I was working at the Philadelphia outlets at the time, if I remember correctly, and then doing um, like black topping on the side and And now I got this big question mark in my mind, like, what's really going to happen when I die? I'm dealing with PTSD after that. Like, what is really going to happen? This is so weird. And when I would, you know, go to the church or or see the church lingo, if you will, or the way that they move, I couldn't bring these kind of things up with people that were in the quote unquote church. And that that disturbed me even more. Hmm. I, I just remember thinking like there's something here, there's something so much deeper, there's so so many blinders on myself and everybody around me, but there's this tugging, like there's something more. So I just wanted to stay on that path and through dealing with like the PTSD and dealing with like just weird stuff that happened, you know, early on and then later in life and trying to find my place, find my voice and wrestle through all of these different things that I was experiencing. Well, I, at 24, I find myself in a courtroom in Norristown, PA. <laughs> and uh, I get Judge Danielle, and Danielle means God is my judge, right? And it was nothing violent. It was just like my license was suspended. I had owed the court some money. I was not living a good life. I tried to change in a secular sense without leaning on God. So I'm like, I want to do better. I do not want to end up like what I what I was seeing other people end up like. I'm like, I don't want that path. But my sister... She was taking me to church in Norristown, PA at the time. And I remember hearing like Romans 8 and 10, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Just simple verse like that. And there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And I remember thinking, but does that include me? Like today, like, can I be a part of that? So I go to the court for, I believe this is the second time I got locked up. I got a purge release agreement. I didn't have to serve the six months by God's grace, and I surrender my heart completely, and I'm just like, God, no matter what happens, if I get locked up today, if I'm free, like, I just can't do this on my own anymore. I can't. I'm at the end of myself, so I had this secret moment where I'm getting a little choked up, because I'm I'm reflecting on on things that I I don't usually think about. That's right, Uh, yeah. Back to back to back, but... (laughs) I just have this moment where I say, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I just need you to come in and give me that open heart surgery. I need you to do it. My effort is worthless. I have nothing to bring to the table. And I just said, take my heart, take my thoughts, and creating me the best man, the, the man that I'm called to be, because I can't realize what that is, but I'm going to trust you with this process. And that's when things started to shift and change. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, giving your heart to Jesus. Like some people will say, oh, that's that's corny, right? They'll say, oh, you need to repent and be baptized immediately to get the Holy Spirit. I think I think we're all a little wrong and we're all a little right. The word means what it says and says what it means. You know, we can't argue the word, but this this unique process, it was just a surrender. And then God gave me favor in areas that I didn't think I was going to favor in. So things slowly started to go uphill from there. And then I was baptized in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I'm continually repenting. Like, we can't say we have no sin and deceive ourselves, I don't teach sin. I don't think it's okay to do the things that the world's doing. I want to be holy and set apart, but I understand my journey. It was long and drawn out. It was like over time, it just kind of kept being critiqued and kept bringing me closer to him. And then the podcast kind of started. I had the the wild idea in mind. I was actually at the time listening to Basil and Gons from Canary Cry radio.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. And I'm at where I'm at a factory. I'm working all day. Right. And I, And Chuck Missler was like the first real fringe guy that I like really listened to. But like, you know, the entertainment and the the cooler, newer version of it was Basil and Guns, right? And I have this wild idea, like what, what if I just started to take a step of faith and talk about the things that are going through my mind, the things that I'm thinking about, the things I'm wrestling with, I'm finding out as I'm studying the word, there's like these connections that I quite didn't know what to do with about personal experiences and thoughts and just whatever you want to call it. And just, you know, being, being upset in my immaturity with the church people because I couldn't vent or talk to them about these things. So that was bothersome, you know, and I wanted to create a space where I'm like, i want to capture this journey. You know, I'm walking with God, no matter what comes, no matter what happens, I'm going to walk with the Lord and we're just going to see how this pans out
1: real quick what was it about yeah. your the the church environment or or the sense that you got from the leadership maybe that you couldn't talk about stuff you were dealing with
0: yeah i think like a lot of the people i was surrounded with didn't have such an intense like traumatic background like i did okay. so they were more just mellow like we're gonna you know just reading the word and i'm coming in like high emotion like dealing with these things like you know i had a dream or what do I do with that experience when I was seven or my out-of-body experience when I got jumped? And it was like, Oh, whoa, hold on a second. This kid might be suffering from demoniac or something yes. like just slow down, stop. But it was years and years of questioning it. And I couldn't find a healthy way or healthy dialogue with other men because God is now bringing me into manhood. I don't have good godly examples. I mean in the church. Yeah. But it's like, There's like a sacred, secular divide. There's like the world. And then you flip the switch and come into the church and it's the church and Mm -hmm. everything is like holy and cool there. Mm -hmm. But the two, there was chasm that connected those and made sense to me. And I felt like I wanted to be genuine. I wanted to be in the world and wrestle through the same questions and talk about God and be the same person I was at the church. The veil's been thinning. So I think God has been opening people's minds and spectrums to the idea that there shouldn't be a divide the church isn't a hospital, you know, the church is for the saints, it's a holy place, it's where we can come in fellowship, and we can come together and praise mm-hmm. God, right, yep. but then also, like, raising up the right people to receive the the, the wide spectrum of of different cases, if you will, that are going to be coming to Christ, and I think I was kind of a part of that locally, and I have great uh, communication, great relationship with, with some of the churches still that I was going to back then. It's like, they kind of seen me grow and realize like, okay, we're feeding him the word we're watering and planting seeds in his life. And they stayed, you know, diligent and good. But it, a lot of it was just my own personal case and being upset that nobody could reciprocate me on it. You know what I sure. mean? Like, it was yeah. just like, this is crazy. So um, my wife
2: had that a uh, similar experience. She, she came from a, worldly background, a lot of witchcraft, um, people in the occult, um, practicing all kinds of paganism. And then so she, her experience to the supernatural was the dark side, you know, seeing shadow people, demons, astral projection, you know, these out of body experiences and stop using demonic, you know, power. So when she came to the church and surrendered her life to the Lord, similar to you did, you know, all the people that she's around, she's thinking these people are my, you know, these are, these are guys are going to be a good influence and they're going to encourage me. And she found a lot of division and clickiness and totally blinders to the supernatural in the church because of kind of what you, you were describing. Yeah. You know, they're just very, In their own lane but not really embracing what it says in the book of acts all these supernatural things that are our reality Mm -hmm. and so she's had to process that as well so you know (laughs) but (laughs) i think i think her background has been a positive thing that the lord has used to propel her into maybe a more of a leadership role um, because she's had some positive experiences after that, you know, her born again experience. But I don't know she she's eyes wide open to all of it. Whereas some people are still not even willing to go there.
0: It, it builds character, you know. You, that that the leadership mentality, you really find yourself being able to minister to those people that are coming in the floodgates now with these similar stories when you have a background like with what your wife experienced and me and I'm sure you guys as well too um it all to some capacity we end up the thing that we thought was our weakness becomes this strength where you're a magnet for generations that are rising up with similar experiences so very cool yeah,
1: yeah so getting into uh so so you had the the first podcast you're getting into Missler which, uh, which I've I've watched a few of his things back in the day, but I was kind of, I was, Rob Skiba was one for me, and, 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 yeah. and of course my brother Luke was, was telling me about Nephilim, so that was kind of mind-blowing. <laughs> but yeah, go, go into that, I guess.
0: Yeah, so with Chuck Missler, I was at the church, and I was wondering, and I'm talking with the Lord secretly, and I said, God, what are we going to do with, like, aliens and Bigfoot and these Nephilim that are mentioned in the Bible, because culturally there was a lot of like alien influence, believe it or not. I mean, in the Philadelphia area, there's some unique locations where neighbors and just friends, family members, it was like lights in the sky. There was just weird, this whole weird compartment of like people's experiences and stuff going on, but it could never be talked about <clears throat> in the church. So when I when I asked the pastor a couple questions, he's like, I'm going to recommend this DVD set by Chuck Missler to you, I think he's gonna help. Wow, you know what I mean? (laughs) And and so I'm like, you know, falling out of my chair, like watching Chuck Missler DVDs in like 2014 for like you know (laughs) months on end, just like, oh my gosh, someone finally that like really (laughs) did everything for me that I couldn't find in other places, right? So, yeah, I mean, Chuck Missler still to this day, the Bible in 24 hours, I listen to on Audible at least like once or twice a year. Just to see these threads and some of his insights, he really is this perfect connection between the layman and the scholar. He's like that, that uncle or dad figure that everybody kind of wants in the church, you know, who's like going to take those people that come on with like the strange aspects, as some say. Right. Let the word mean what it says and, and teach them some beautiful golden nuggets out of the word of truth. So, yeah. Yeah, but but moving in to that first podcast, Not of This World, this is like end of 2018. Mid to end of 2018, I go to a men's retreat in Allentown, PA, with, with a group of guys, right? And they do, like, these push-up contests and, like, all this cool, like, you know, stuff before this, you know, men's retreat. And we had a, a friend, Brooks, who was getting ready to go into the military. Another one of my best friends, Nick Long, he's a holistic nutritionist, and he trains people. He trains from military people all the way up to older people with injuries. And, you know, he's super fit, you know, he's like that guy. And we're having this conversation on the way up about where in, in the old Testament, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but like verbatim, when we get to this conference after these pushup challenges and all this cool stuff, the opening statements are about the guy who is, I, I forget the name is years ago now, but he's walking in the desert and an angel appears before him. And he says, are you with me or against me? And the angels like, take off your shoes. You're on Holy ground. And that was the opening line at the, at the conference. So me Brooks and Nick are looking at each other like, yo, right? Like this is cool. And so we come back from that. And that was a unique experience in itself, but my boy Nick decides to do this Mount Everest challenge. So what he does and he puts on like, you know, some gear and, for eight and a half hours, does this Mount Everest, uh, Jacob's ladder Mount Everest, something like that challenge, where it's like nonstop working out on this, like, you know, stair lift thing and records it. And then like, it catches some traction locally. Where like the owner of the gym and people are getting interested. He's coming down to the last like two hours. People are recording him. He gets off. His hands are ripped up. You know, he's all like, this is like eight and a half hours of this workout. He's drenched and he has this shirt on. You know, it's like, Uh, like a muscle shirt. And the the owner of the gym says, why did you decide to do this? Like he didn't tell anybody. People just realized like, yo, this guy is doing something crazy. And it said, give God the glory. And so he holds his shirt out and he's like, I give God all the glory. This is an opportunity for me to use my stupidity to just like (laughs) share with the world how good God is. So I'm blown away by what Nick did. He said he was encouraged by like the whole conference and just, you know, seeing God move in his life. We, we were like all right that's it we're starting a podcast nice. immediately like we're going to talk about this radical you know men of faith or just stuff going on that we wanted to capture the experience so not of this world the first episode i think it was called jacob's ladder and i talked with nick about that whole experience in the conference so okay um yeah that's how the first show kind of really like i it already was in mind we were thinking about it but like that's what pushed it into reality and made it this this interesting little podcast
1: yeah so, yeah yeah and and uh so you did that for a year and what was it that that switched to I want to call it something different I want to do something different or or change it into uh millennial mustard seed
0: yeah so I mean the podcast was getting like no downloads and like I'm not a numbers guy but I'm like you know we're getting like maybe 30 to 50 downloads a month yep and um, going through not of this world, and I really during this whole period in time, I'm keeping journals and a logbook of you know my experience and stuff like that, and I'm have prayer journals and digging deeper into the Word. Guys like Chuck Missler, um, you know, they were really planting seeds that were causing my private study to go deeper. So I'm like, I want to do another show, and I want the start of it. To be based on this biblical approach and capturing the actual journey, versus the first one was just kind of on the on the backside of what Nick had done with this Jacob's Ladder challenge. So I felt like I needed to kind of reinvent my approach, and I had wrestled through about three months. So this is in 2019 where I'm looking for a name of the show, and I had all these cool names, you know, mapped out and stuff, and. I had this little tiny glass jar with a mustard seed in it that hang from a necklace and it would always be at wherever my desk was. Right. And, you know, it's talking about the mustard seed of faith. And I really felt small and insignificant in my generation. Like I'm like, you know, just some guy, you know, undereducated overworked and running this, this race of faith. So I'm like, man, I, I, that mustard seed really resonates with me. Um, and then I was just watching the rest of my generation, the millennial generation, and just how chaotic everything was. I mean, you know, we got supercomputers in our pockets when we start getting hair on our face and on our chest, right, when we start becoming men. So, like, I, I seen this stark difference between talking with older people versus what was relevant in my generation. So I thought it was really faith was not uh widely accepted people thought you were corny for reading the bible like i was really had some hard times with shifting from uh, over the course of these years from the world the way of living to this biblical way of living Mm -hmm. so i felt like this small and insignificant dude in the millennial generation so Mm -hmm. i remember when the name hit me i'm like there's no way i would name it that oh my god that's a mouthful people can't pronounce Uh, (laughs) i can't pronounce i had It happens all the time oh man <laughs> and then um i tried to come up with other names and god just kept saying no and i'm like yeah it's better to be obedient than to sacrifice and i'm like all right god i'm gonna go with it yep i'm gonna go with it and uh yeah that's how the the millennium mustard seed was was born over the course of all this journey it was like the reflection the, the acknowledgement of being this little seed And my generation, like, we were born for such a time as this. So, like, this is my generation. You know, this is where I'm planted. This is the reality of it. Versus what seemed more appealing, you know, because there's these other cool podcast names, you know, like, oh, you know, I'm not going to say them just because uh, (laughs) I'm not going to name drop. But everybody knows, you know, these dog man, Sasquatch, all this cool stuff and cryptids. And so it was God always kind of keeps me on my toes. He never lets me be like too much in in the front where it's like i'm confident and i know it's gonna work it's more or less like in the back just praying like i, dude, I hope this works uh, you know like am i doing this right and just this constant communication has really kept me humble
1: yeah the what uh uh w- when you yeah made that switch to uh to this show what kind of what was your kind of your goal or mission for that what you wanted to talk about like for us mm. it's you know the days of noah right it's similar to blurry Mm -hmm. creatures but it's more more big picture not creature focused but yeah yeah
0: like i was saying a bit ago like you have all of these different cultural perspectives you have people that don't believe in god but they're watching ancient aliens right right you have all of these topics that I believe all of it is under the authority of Christ. Like he is the head of the principalities, powers, rulers, dominions, authorities, the archons. But I'm seeing the misattributation to the reality of the power order here. It is God up top. And in the Old Testament, he allots these Gentile nations to these lowercase g gods. And I started to see the gospel as like Christ is risen from the grave, the Messiah, he comes in the flesh quoting the scriptures on the third day, he's risen. But I also started to see the power of how he dethroned these lowercase g-gods. This power move that the church wasn't focusing on. So like my idea was, I wanna interview people from different different belief systems, different spectrums, right? Like all these little clicks. I want to kind of represent them, like bring the best out of what I see that people are doing right onto the show, highlight what they're doing right. I don't want to write a book about what they're doing wrong. I don't want to contribute to the division. I was thinking, wouldn't it be cooler to highlight what's right and allow just God to work work it out with people? Like, I don't need to be on here saying you're wrong, you're right, making videos about who doesn't have it all together. I think that that's actually what i'm battling against because i'm actually trying to just god will correct god will discipline god will raise them up and he will set them down and he has purposes beyond our comprehension so my idea was i'm going to capture this journey and and represent all of these because i've had people on the show that are like hold drastic different views okay from the guy next door all the way up to like you know dr laura right everybody yeah. in between i don't discriminate my idea was let's, let's capture all of this and hoping that the listeners they'd see something represented on air that they may be secretly wrestling with or connecting these puzzle pieces together you know this tug of war on the inside like I feel something's wrong here but it connects together and just kind of helping people as it was helping me and then the the power of sharing our our testimony you know it really does give other people the boldness you know like LA would say the intrepid host LA says he's this intrepid host right and it's like (laughs) we see so many fake ones out there and a lot of people in the secret conversations they're all feeling very similar like the campfire stories people are talking about everything that won't talk about at the pulpit so i'm like this is a huge gray area and i just wanted to be genuine and real i'm like i like let's make the gray area um accessible to everybody and let god do the judging on what should continue and what not and just let like he he's the great orchestrator here So yeah, that's the purpose of the show is just to capture my faith journey and to cover these wide spectrum of topics, always giving God the praise, always giving God the glory. We're not glorifying cryptids over here. We're not glorifying the darkness. We're exposing the darkness and we are really wrestling into um, adjusting our reality, uh, grasping the, the eternal truth of what's already been set in stone. And that's the glorification of God, the eternal Godhead, because everything's gonna fade away, the earth is gonna fade away. the flower of the fields are gonna fade away, but the word of God will last forever. So just helping people to not look through a lens of fear, not being afraid to ask questions about the Bible, yeah, kind of like some secret angel uh you know or secret agent stuff, I'm sorry where it's like you know you're kind of going in you're like, ah we're gonna we're gonna pray for these people we're gonna you know find the people that have those questions and really just. Uh, Show them it's okay to be genuine. (laughs) That's
2: right. Rodney, I got a question for you. So since you've shifted gears with this new podcast and you're letting people, you know, you look focusing on the positives, Mm -hmm. give me maybe your top three highlights Mm -hmm. um, if you can. Uh, Obviously, we brought up Dr. Laura several times. Mm -hmm. But what was it about maybe three different guests that really stood out to you? three different episodes, maybe, um, that you want to share that were like, man, this was
0: wild, you know? That's a good question. (laughs) That's a really good (laughs) question. I think like the first one, my sister Amber comes on early in the season. And at that point in time, she had, um, really came back to the Lord and we were seeing her run circles around, you know, people who were judging her years prior. So God is using her and, and covering the Hatman experience she had in the house we grew up in, I remember when that episode came out. You know, we got a couple hundred downloads. Like people listened to it, and there was like good responses. and And I remember thinking, this story has been secret like all this time. You know, her sharing this Hatman experience she had in this this old house we grew up in that was like a huge moment for me. Like, okay, people will listen, right? And if she felt good about getting it off her chest, I felt good about capturing it and sharing it with people. So that was like a huge. Yeah, like that felt good. I feel like it's out in the open. We aired it out. Right. Yep. And I say the next one, um, Sean Carter comes on and there's this moment where he says he's talking about a pastor he was being taught by down south. And they get a call to go to a family's house because there's a bunch of snakes down at this little waterway underneath of these bigger rocks. And the pastor, you know, was a snake hunter too. So they go, they're flipping up rocks. And Sean's like, what are we doing? You know, what's the purpose of this? And uh, the pastor's like, Let's, listen, every rock you flip over, there's not going to be a snake under there just waiting to strike you. But when there is a snake there, you got to know how to handle it. And then he likened that to the fact that not everything is demonic in this world. There's a balance, right? Like there's not a demon behind every single rock in life. And that was, that was huge for me, like, because I'm still dealing with, like, the skepticism of, like, where is the cutoff line between the spiritual realm and the physical, and is there demons behind all this stuff? And just that helped me to not take myself too serious and to relax a little bit and to not look for a demon everywhere, and that operating in fear is not the answer. I think the next one, I, I mean, honestly, I would have to say Aleko from the IDC, the Intelligent Design Collective, was another huge shifting point for me. We, he comes on and Aleko is, um, we still talk to this day, he's awesome. He had traveled for 10 years um, and was a teacher of like an international student registry overseas. Um, and he he had this testimony where he's a super smart guy, like academia at the Wazir, right? And he has this near death encounter that he talks about uh, outside of Wuhan in the Hubei province in like 2012 when him and his wife were riding pedal bikes in over in China and it, it shifts his whole entire direction of life where he then comes to the Lord his wife was a Christian she was praying but he was like you know oh no I have too many awesome answers in the scientific world and in, you know physics and, and all this all this different stuff but he then has this near-death encounter and comes to the Lord and uh 3 months later we talk about this all in that episode he gets baptized in Dalian which is the military capital of China in a bathtub in an apartment so like his story like the power that i felt like it was displaying and how it helped me not become so scared to talk about my near death encounter also that was another huge shifting point where i'm like this is good we need to be speaking so there there're like three there's plenty more there's there's awesome conversations that have been had um Over the last few years on the podcast and I'm not like just I don't sling any episode out like I only got like 60 episodes over four years but like the idea is each one means something there's a nugget in each episode and I'm more worried about trying to get a little more right than I've been getting wrong instead of just throwing content out there so there there are three points of. Uh, significance
1: well one Uh, thing you you uh touched on earlier was um kind of god in the mix uh, uh, in the mix of all these other lower lowercase g gods right and um it's interesting like as we've gone through you know our show it's really like sometimes i'll have a picture in my head of kind of a concept maybe and it's it's hard to to put into words but I guess if you were to think of maybe how the average evangelical Christian kind of perceives of God and then other gods like Israel going after other gods, it's kind of this huge divide, like God is way up here, and then there's all these other things that either don't exist, people think, or they are, but they're they're pretty weak, pretty powerless. And I think when we talk about how the story of history, other religions, mythologies are all part and parcel of the biblical narrative of, you know, the Nephilim and these other false gods coming to earth and, you know, kind of muddying the waters of, of true religion with God. It's not like him and then there's all these others. It's like there's him... And it's like if you picture like a photo in a room, right? Like you can tell who the real one is. Like he's standing head and shoulders above. But it's interesting how God puts himself amongst all these other ones, wherein our head and our Christian head we're like, Oh, you're so far above. But he does that on purpose, I think, to contrast himself to all these other ones. Right? Like he's like, I'm gonna have Israel for myself, you guys can have the other ones. It's like yeah, yeah. Dude, you can snap your fingers like uh, the the Marvel movies. You snap your fingers, and boom, all these guys are gone. You know, Satan's gone. Yeah. Like, no, he's gonna let these things play out, and he's gonna let you know the evil to have dominion. In contrast, mm-hmm. and and show himself against that backdrop. I just think that's that's really interesting, and also how it bridges the gap to to other people, other religions, that we can say, hey, you know about that story, like that New Age story? Well, guess where that comes from, you know?
0: Yeah, just like the Apostle.
2: Yeah. No, I I was thinking um, the contrast that the Lord uses is... is...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that the, like, where where the Apostle Paul goes to the Parthenon and he's making declarations of this unknown God because because the Greeks had a statue to the unknown God. Right. Because Greeks, like, love wisdom. They love learning, right? And I think that's interesting. Um, and the next thing that came to mind when you were bringing that up is it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. But it's the duty of the princes to seek it out. So I think a lot of the times, like, God wants us more than, than we can understand to be participants in redeeming right all of that which was lost yeah you know i think he wants us to be participants in it and that's the beauty of free will because we're not a robot who's programmed to just wake up and say yes i love you lord what is the mission today no like we're gonna have ups and downs we're gonna have trials and tribulations hardship and deprivation we're gonna have seasons of laughter seasons of crying we're gonna have seasons of breaking down seasons of building up and there's nothing new under the sun so like Talking about these perspectives and helping, them, like, we have no idea if somebody's sitting out there right now that's going to be listening to this interview going, I needed to hear that so bad. Like the ripple effect, we just have no idea. So even though it's just a interview and it's just our voices, it is building the kingdom in a way. We are, in a way, watering and planting seeds, as much more we should be doing the secret works where our left hand doesn't know what our right hand is doing. But still, this is an opportunity. I said this, I forget with who. But if the Apostle Paul was here today, you think he wouldn't be on a podcast? You don't know nothing about the Apostle Paul. Right? He'd be hanging out the window screaming it. Right? He'd be on the podcast. He would be doing every. He'd utilize everything he had to be able to keep building the narrative of the power of god i i yes. become so, i
1: become all things so that i might save yeah. some right he would meet yeah, people where they are there's all men that i might save there you go yep yeah. yeah i think that's amazing i think of the late michael heiser and going to ufo yeah. conferences right and you're we're bridging that gap and yeah. and and also in now i think we can also be less dismissive like i remember in high mm. school you know, my buddy, I don't think he was really into it, but he's like, oh, Gaia, the spirit of the earth. And I kind of roll my eyes about it, you know. Now I could actually say something, maybe. Maybe I need to talk to Gary Wayne a little more, but I could actually say, hey, there's a context for that. And that's not necessarily false, but it's lesser. Let me, let me tell you about the real the, the Bro, send them to genome. me. I
0: got something for them on that. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But anyway, no, it's oh, just yeah. a story from from years ago. Yeah. I was just thinking about like the average Christian doesn't have a context for that. We just we just dismiss it. But I think this when we're talking about the supernatural, we can bridge uh, gaps that way and say, look, it's Absolutely. all part of the same story. But here is the truth of it all. Right. So, yeah, podcast is rolling on and 2021. That's the year hmm. things almost came to a halt, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we know what happened with 2020 and I don't give medical advice, but I took cho- me and my household we chose not to go with um let's just say the the little prick, right? Yep. And uh, withstood that, and it was difficult, and there was, you know, it, it was minorly difficult. Reflecting on it, it was more like a a bit of a burden, a target on your back, if you will, just because there were certain things that were happening that shows who's who. Then things started to get a little bit better. We're literally going to buy our first house. At this point in time, you know, my son is, I think he's, what, four years old at the time, three and a half or four years old and my wife is working. I'm working. I've been at the same place now for almost nine years, but I go on second shift, uh, because of some of the layoffs that was not ideal. I'm not a second shift guy right now. I wake up at like 4 30 AM. <laughs> so getting done at 2 AM was difficult, but I'm going through this, this process where things are getting better. You know, we saved up money. We're going to buy a first house at the time. I have my dream girl. I got my dream car. We bought a 2015 Cadillac ATS in, 14, uh, in uh, 17, excuse me. There's a lot of struggles, a lot of hard things going on, but I'm feeling like finally we got a decent car. We're about to buy this house with like three acres and a garage. It's like everything she wanted and I wanted, we were going to close <clears throat> on the house. And they they were petitioning for the distance between the septic, the drain field and the well, and uh, not, not to go too deep into it, but um, they were trying to position the township to grandfather in the 79 foot distance because it had to be hundred foot distance from my loan site. And so we're right up to closing, like literally we're supposed to close in like two days. And because we were renting in a townhouse, we were living in town at the time, the guy who we're buying the house from, because they have half of our money, everything's checked out, right? He's like, start moving in. We start moving in. Cause we're like, we're closing in two days. Like it's, it's said and done. Township comes back and says no. And they found, uh, I forget what it was called, but some type of nitrogens in the water too. And they're like, no, we're not approving this loan. So I'm like, okay, well we keep looking, right? So we go and we start taking all of this stuff out of this house that we thought we were buying. And within a week and a half, my wife gets in a bad car accident. Thank God she was okay, but she totals the car. And so after that, I can't juggle the podcast and the pressure and, and work and other things that were going on. And so I'm looking at it, I'm going, well, we lost our dream house. I lost the dream car. I almost lost my dream girl. We're, we're hanging on a thread with that. And so I'm taking care of her and she hasn't worked since this. is This is how long ago she hasn't worked since then. Not that she's injured. It's just we wanted to change the way that we're operating, focus on a simpler lifestyle and just hone in on Keeping this journey going, yeah. but I canceled the show. I do this episode. I think it was like December seventh of twenty one, yeah. um, and I'm like, end transmission or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's I like to four that. five minutes long. Yeah. yeah, I'm in my truck on the way to work. It's probably over. This is not more important than the condition of my household. This this show. Right, it's just not more important than what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even be in a position to attempt to minister if everything is out of order in the rest of my life. So I realized um, God was showing me put everything on pause mm-hmm. and focus in prayer and focus in, in this season that you're in, and allow what's what's happening and what's going to happen just to have its way. So I cancel all these interviews. You know, we were growing a little bit. I think at that time I had looked and we were, like, in the top 200 in, like, New Zealand at one point in time for, like, two weeks. Like, I was seeing some charting stuff in other countries, not not as much here. Nice. But I'm like, so, like, the show's growing. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's actually helping people, right? So it's like this critical moment where God's like, nope, turn it off. I'm telling you something else. I'm speaking to you in a secret place. What, you, what are you going to choose? Wow. So I'm like, bloop, off. Wow. <laughs> and just... uh yeah, a lot of stuff happened, but but that's where Dr. Laura and another guy, FLF, who is a Christian uh, rapper from California, I canceled with these two because they were scheduled within like two weeks or something like that from me canceling. And I'm like, really sorry. They both took an interest like, are you okay? And I remember just like the email being like, well, no because one thing I can't stand about church is you'll go with your buddy, Bob, and you know, Bob's life is a mess. And when Bob shows up at church, he's like, Hey, Tim, how's it going? He's like, I'm doing great. Yeah, you all smiles. Like, you're not, we yes. just had to prayed, and, you know, I've been going to battle for you all week long. Now you're here. You're not okay. Yep. <laughs> so I tell them, I'm like, no, I'm not okay. It's a wreck. This is bad. Uh, please pray for me. And Dr. Lars specifically, I remember she emails me back and she's like, can you call me? I'm like, sure, I'll give you a call. So I call her and she uh, she says I felt I felt it in the spirit, something along the lines of she starts sharing with me this this season she went through when she was around my age that almost crushed her for 2 years. And then the encouragement. She was like, I made it through. Listen to God's voice. doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. Like, just speaking in this season of me being like, yo, like, this is wild. What's happening right now. And that meant a lot to me. It was the right word in the right season. The microphone's off, the camera's off. It's not like for show. Like, we see some of these YouTubers and some of these people, they're just bringing in all of this entertainment, showing the inside secrets of the church to the rest of the world. And that's why, in my opinion, most people are like, I don't want to be a part of that because they're rolling around on the floor acting like crazy. But, but this was one of these moments where it was like genuinely a woman of God, seeing another man of God going through a dark season that she could relate to and was helping to just encourage me and sending me scriptures and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of how Dr. Laura played a part. There's other people that played a part and planted seeds and watered me and encouraged me through that. But I remember months go by and I have no plan on starting the podcast back up. I'm hmm. grinding out at work. I got the calluses on the hands to prove it's still to this day. I'm like, we're going to try to just maintain because I lost half my income. So I'm like, we just need to maintain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I come home one day and because we were living out of boxes in our apartment for like months after that, we were just living out of boxes, you know, oh. there's no time or no mental capacity to even try to unload because yeah. I'm just like, God, what is happening? And I come home, and my wife unpacks everything in the studio, and has it all set up again. And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" She's like, "You need to get back at it." Huh? I'm like, uh, "I'm flattered, but God said no, so I'm not." Yeah, I'm like, I'm not listening to the voice of my wife, you know. <laughs> and and <laughs> how
1: long thing. after? And no, also from December to a few months. Just a few months, okay.
0: Yeah, I so said like it was, this is was like March or almost April. Okay, I yeah, said so like March almost. And she's like, no, get back at it. Talk to God and get your confirmation. Hmm. See what God says. So I start praying about it and I don't, I'm not getting nothing in return. But then I have like other people secretly reaching out to me going, I feel like you need to get back on air. And I, th- I feel like you need to, you know, keep seeking the Lord and keep asking questions and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. And. I'm, I'm in disagreement. I'm just like, no, like, like things are still not better. Like we still don't have enough money. We're just about making it. I don't know how I'm going to have the time to do this because it's time consuming with with podcasts and editing and, and all this different stuff. Yep. And uh, then I just get the confirmation uh, from God. I, I, it's literally a shift in the atmosphere. It wasn't like one word somebody said. It wasn't the influence of this person or that person. It just, I felt like, I don't know, it just made sense. Like, I'm not alone. Like, somebody else is going through this, too. And what if all of this is just the continual building up to to qualify us? Like, what if the testing is God wants to see if our heart is right before him? Are we in this because we want to be famous? Are we in this because we think we can do it better than somebody else? And we want to, you know, copycat what they're doing and and mimic the world and bring this perspective where we think, oh, well, I got this background or skill set. Or are we in it because the living God? is molding us and we're clay. And we're just going, I want to walk humbly with you. I want to deal in righteousness. And I want to learn to trust you above trusting the, everything else going on in this world. And I think that's why God allowed me. And I'll say this in humility, because I'm not a good example of a Christian. I tell people don't follow me, follow the <laughs> word, but, but God will use me. I may be a 10, mm, 10 millimeter wrench for a certain job, because I'm still learning and working things out. So God may pull me out of the toolbox and decide to tighten some things down with certain people and yep. and things. But um, that was my reality check for the podcast. Yeah. Like, like all of that happening in life. And then God's faithful. When we're not faithful, he's faithful. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I'm here today. What are we in, 2023? 20, and uh, season four, I think I dropped episode 20. So pretty interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. man. And um, right, being willing to lay it down, I think that's, God brings us to that point a lot. It's it's amazing a lot of times that he doesn't ask us to actually do it, but he does uh, bring us to that point to test us, you know, like uh, Abraham and Isaac, right? He didn't want him to kill his son, but he's he's checking out his faithfulness, checking out his heart there but yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. Um, yeah. Cause I was looking, I was looking through your podcast for like, man, have you told this story? Cause I wanted to be prepped on it, but you just had kind of that five minute, like you said, end yeah. transmission. So, so thank you for sharing yeah. that. So, yeah. Absolutely. So what's, uh, what's on the horizon, man? What's like your, what's like your goals and your mission and, and, and what are you, what are you working on? Yeah.
0: Good question. Um, I mean, right now, it seems like ever since I did the roundtable episode with William Ramsey, and I think there was nine shows total, and this is uh, end of last year, it's opened a lot of doors for now, like a lot of people want to kind of collaborate, I guess you could say, or just, you know, talk and stuff like that, and I think that's really, really cool, because my mindset is, let's build the kingdom, these ripple effects are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, so... Uh, I've been doing symposiums with other researchers at this point in time. We did a part two recently um, for the show, just, just continuing it on, you know, just capturing as much as I can at some months you'll get one or two episodes. Some months you'll get four or five or whatever. I just, I just do it at my own rate because I'm a part-time podcaster because, you know, I serve the living God. I'm a husband, I'm an employee, I'm a father. Right. So it's like the podcasting is just, I'll feel, I'll feel it building up. Like this is a story I want to tell. This is something that I feel is necessary. And then I'll just release an episode like that. So right now it, it seems very unorthodox. It seems very kind of just like, what is this kid doing? I, I don't really know. I'm just kind of going <laughs> day by day. I don't want to say, Oh, we have these plans that this is going to be successful and we're going to make this much money right. We're going to influence this much. I think that's wicked. Yeah. I think that that's actually wicked. In my opinion, but but my thing is, I just want to keep going day by day, and we do have plans because we want to have a vision, right? But that vision has to glorify God, and and He may say stop podcasting and call me to something completely different in six months from now or in a, two years from now. I have no idea, um, but for right now, just continuing to capture it, man and trying trying to be uh, <laughs> malleable <laughs> to yeah, what God is to doing be that and clay. where He's at. Yeah.
1: Well, I you know you you, you can. Hear your passion when you when you listen to you host and and getting into talking to the guests and stuff and uh I think that's contagious too, man. just like <laughs> just like these topics are interesting, but we all it all comes back to you know the the truth of God, and so yes. supernatural stuff and and weird experiences, I think they're a way to bridge in that gap of of how do we connect. The weirder things of life into the truth of the bible but yeah. yeah man i i look forward to uh you know keeping in touch with you and and seeing what we can do together too and um was it one episode i thought i thought you might have been with dr laura you were talking about uh super soldiers for christ is that did that come from i listened to tons of
0: things that, that was uh with dan deval dan yeah, that that's right dan Duvall, yeah. that's right yeah I feel like each one of these people, uh, we have this unique thing going. <laughs> yeah. But then for that episode, I, there's the, the 40 minute marker. The, and I just told this to somebody the other day. I actually had another, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Uh, I am almost share all the details, but Vicki Joy Anderson, she's texting me as she's listening to this episode. She's like, oh my gosh, this is good. And I'm thinking this about XYZ. And it was encouraging. And we're just kind of going back and forth. And I said to her, I'm like, if you haven't heard the Dan Duvall episode I did, I think it was my end of the year episode from last year. I said 40 minutes into like 44 minutes in is probably, it, no, definitely the the climax of that recording. And, uh, we talk about super soldiers in Christ and and the kingdom of God, that it, all kinds of stuff in that episode. We just were all over the place. Um, intentionally, but, but, uh, <laughs> out of just overall excitement and, and, uh, had so many questions for him he's coming back soon so we'll we'll be able to do some other cool stuff but he talks about how the kingdom of darkness does not have a backup plan for what god is doing and going to grow and continue to do and uh, i just recommend everybody on your show go check you don't have to listen it's like two hours long if you don't got the time just go to the Dan DeVall episode, go to 40 minutes in and listen to like 44 minutes because he shares <laughs> these climaxes of encouragement that are for us. It's for this generation, you guys. If that doesn't make you excited, check why you're doing what you're doing because this, it's it's just, it's powerful. I think about it almost every day. Yeah. That, that little clip that he talks about. And then he shares some visions that he's had. And I know Dan Duval's super controversial, but I, I, I really enjoy how he has uh, even allotted a personal time just for you know phone calls. He, I won't go into a lot of detail, but he called me, um, you know, a few months back before, right before he went out of the country mm. and he dropped some stuff on me and I'm like, wait, hold on, tell me more. And he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't tell you more. I'm going out of the country for six weeks. I'm like, yo. And then three days later, I get a call from somebody completely unrelated. Who's like, yo, I'm heading to southeastern pennsylvania where there's revival coming god gave me a dream and so there, there's so much that's happened i mean even just what i've shared with you guys is just snippets just yeah snip and that's cool that's cool because god is going to get the glory the, i think the last piece of scripture i want to i want to really throw at the audience right now is going to be we plant seeds and we water seeds mm-hmm. and the labor is good the wage is good we will be rewarded for our faithfulness but God alone gets the glory because he causes the growth. That's right. So a lot of interesting stuff happening and yeah, super cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I I, I loved that episode with uh, with Dan Duvall. And, um. yeah, I, I'm going to try to reach out to him and, and get him on. But, uh, yeah, of course, I mean, Blurry Creatures just keeps being that bridge to all these great guests. <laughs> and then when I came across your show, it's like, wow, you got some of the same guys. And I'm like... This is cool. So, man, thank you. This this was great. Good conversation. Thanks for telling uh, a lot of your story. Maybe some things that, that you haven't mentioned before. And, um, yeah, I just I look forward to um, working with you in any way that we could support each other. I think, uh, yeah, just putting out our little mustard seed of faith of, you know, we have a voice, you know, that God's given us. Uh, hopefully a, a unique perspective, but... But pointing people to the truth, because we can't do it alone, and well, we're going to face eternity. So we need the Lord. But thanks, Rodney. It was great.
0: Man, it was an honor. Uh, I really appreciate you reaching out and the, the time that we got to spend today. And it feels good to share some some of the story. As I hear a minister myself to sharing other people's stories and then reacting to it and growing through it, so it's kind of neat to be getting interviewed. Yeah and i like what you guys are doing over there on the days of noah podcast and we are a diverse body Mm -hmm. and we're all over the world you know the kingdom of god ecclesia the church it is a government we we are a government not like the government of this world a ruling council yes so it's an honor to be able to hang out with you. And um, it looks like your brother got called. He's a firefighter. Yeah. So he's kind of like, banana. he's like chasing down fire somewhere in like he, Louisiana he, right now. So he cool. was,
1: <laughs> he popped back on there for a minute yeah, with the, it's, just a you know, video. He's, like, Light
2: for all, and he's, driving, he's
1: driving, he's driving the truck, fire. man.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's pray for him real quick before yeah. we jump off in. Sounds so, good. Father God, we just we lift up. Peace brother Luke right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would give him protection, And and have him to be a bright light, Father God, and just give him uh, supernatural favor as he fights fires today, Lord God. I know he served in the military as well, so we just thank you for that heart. And we just ask that you will continue to bless this podcast for Pete and Luke. Bless their lives, Lord God, as they just venture deeper into the mystery of what's really going on and where our positions are in your plane. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Thanks, Rod. All right. Amen. Well, listen, we'll be in touch. All right. And uh, yeah, I I look forward to uh, to working with you again, man. This was great. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, brother. It was an honor.
1: Yeah. All right. Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. Bye. listening to the days of noah podcast thanks once again for tuning in please leave us a positive review or even just click five stars remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your family and friends we look forward to seeing you again next week take care and god bless